Howdy, folks. Ah, there you are. And just in time. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. Today, I want to share with you some of our ideas for Disney World. Yo ho, yo ho, a parent's life for me. A parent's life for me. A parent's life for me. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we love to talk about Walt Disney World, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and how and why we still enjoy frequenting the happiest place on earth. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may even return to your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort. And hopefully, we can share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World memories and their connections to the parks that we know and love today. I am Dewey, one of the hosts of the show, and this is episode number 39 of the WDW Reflections Podcast. Thanks for being here with us. Before we get into this episode's main topic, we'd like to invite y'all to connect with us through our social media and maybe become involved as contributor to future shows. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. So please come out and find us, hook up with us, and uh, and maybe we can uh, get to having some discussions. All right. So with that out of the way, let's get started with the show. With me today are my podcast travel buddies, Ron and Tony, coming to us, coming with us from Cleveland, Tennessee, is my buddy Ron. How's it going, Ron? Hey, it's doing well. Looking forward to the show today. Um, just always a good time, so um ready to go. It's been about a I guess it's probably been close to a month since we've got together and recorded a show. So maybe maybe three weeks. I don't know. I don't don't remember exactly, but it's been a while. Yeah, so been, yeah. good to see you, my friend. All right. And coming to us from the Big Apple, my good buddy, Tony G. What's going on, Tony? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, just a quick reminder to people that uh, WDW Reflections Podcast is our uh, official website as well. Do you forgot to mention that one? And if you're watching us on YouTube or one of the social media things, please make sure you like it, subscribe it. We'd love to know that you're out there. We not, we want to know how many people we're reaching, and it helps us produce new things. And um, really quickly, guys, uh, this week that we're recording is the second week of November. Happy Life Day, Dewey. You might know what that means. I got my <laughs> Disney uh, Life Day uh, mug here. And it's also Mickey's birthday coming up. So happy birthday to Mickey Mouse. Uh, so Tony, I didn't forget about the website. That's I, I I I like that you always put in that plug. I left that for you. You have that uh, that game show host uh, kind of uh, voice, you know. The, he definitely the, does. Uh, the guy on Price is Right that's like, come on down. You remind me, of, you know, <laughs> you're like that guy. So uh, I, I left that bit for you. So uh, I can certainly do it, but I like to hear you say it. So thanks. All right. Yeah, so Tony's the one that. Not only has a voice for radio, but he has also got the looks for the video. It's kind of unfair. And and you, Ron, have a face for radio. So yeah, exactly. That's what you guys are mean. Absolutely. 
<laughs> All righty. And so, you have neither, do we? Hey, you know, I am, <laughs> I'm the talent. I'm the talent here. I'm the, uh, I don't know what I am. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> You're I the writer. No, of all know. the guys on this show, I am certainly one of them. <laughs> all right. So you guys ready to jump into this week's main topic? Sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. All righty. Let's get to doing some reflecting. So this week, we thought we would jump back, I guess you could say really back in time. And and as I was writing the script for this episode, I realized that this attraction has been gone for almost 20 years. I mean, it's it's a little shy of 20 years. So it's uh, it's been gone a long time. So I had to go back and do a little bit of reading and I watched some videos and stuff because I remembered the attraction but i don't know that uh i, I certainly didn't uh, have a clear memory of it so it took uh, it took me back going and watching uh, some youtube videos and stuff on this so i actually had a lot of fun researching mr toad's wild ride so that's what we're going to talk about today and so before we get into the magic kingdom version in florida we should probably talk about the fact that this was a an opening day attraction at Disneyland first, way back in 1955. So, just wanted to don't. I'm not going to get too in depth with the Disneyland version, but I did want to uh, at least talk about it a little bit because you know I guess its roots are in in the Disneyland version before it came to Disney World. So, like I said, the original Disneyland version was an opening day attraction when the park opened on July 17th, 1955. So the the Mr. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride has roots going back all the way to the very beginning of Disney parks. The ride is based on Disney's short film adaptation of the book, The Wind in the Willows, which was released as a package film, along with The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And uh, both of those were, I guess, what they referred to as shorts. The two films packaged together was titled The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and it was released in 1949. So really just a couple of years before the the attraction opened in, uh, in Disneyland in 1955. So what is that, six years? So I'm not going to describe the Disneyland version in great detail, but I do want to give an overview of the attraction so that maybe we can talk about some of the differences between the Disneyland and the Disney World versions. So in the Disneyland version, guests entered through a recreation of Toad Hall and they boarded their ride vehicles, which were all designed to look like early 1900s era automobiles. Each one of the multicolored ride vehicles was named after a character from the film, uh, such as, you know, Mr. Toad or Ratty or Winky, Weasel, uh, Cyril and uh, McBadger. So those were the names on the cars, and they were inscribed on the front of the ride vehicles. Each ride vehicle was a convertible and could sit four rides comfortably, and the back seats were slightly elevated, just a little bit higher than the front seat, so that you could see, if you were sitting in the back seat, your ride, your view of the ride wasn't obstructed by those sitting in front of you. And then each scene in the attraction features uh, a lot of characters but they're all 2d meaning they're flat painted like plywood boards and uh the 
the characters are in getting into the trouble and all kinds of predicaments all throughout the ride. So the journey begins when the ride vehicle crashes into Toad's Hall, Toad Hall's library, passing by Angus McBadger, who's uh, gotten into a bit of trouble. Then through the fireplace, where you narrowly escape a falling suit of armor. Then the ride vehicle breaks through a set of doors into an interior hallway, uh, where you see weasels, who were the bad guys in the in the film. You see weasels swinging from chandeliers. And then in, out of Toad Hall, through the countryside where you pass by Ratty's house, past the docks, into a warehouse full of explosive barrels where you crash through a brick wall just before the explosives go off. Narrowly in the nick of time. Uh, this takes the guests into the streets of London, passing a fountain of Mr. Toad. Uh, through a dark room and onto a dark set of railroad tracks where your ride vehicle collides head-on with a train. And then the final, the final scene of the attraction is a light-hearted depiction through hell, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, which was actually not in the book or in the film versions of the story. So a little bit off the, the the story from you know what you saw if you'd watched the wind of the willows or read the wind of the willows or seen the 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 movie from disney and then after you pass through that light-hearted depiction of hell you pass back through a couple of doors back to the exit of the attraction so uh now disneyland did get did do a revamp or a refurbish of that ride in 1983 not going to go into that too much doesn't have a lot to do with the disney world version but just did want to bring that up and it's still there disneyland guests are lucky enough to still be able to enjoy mr toad's wild ride here in 2022 as we're recording this it's still an attraction that disneyland guests have the opportunity to enjoy and Tony, I know you've been to Disneyland, so in the end, uh, I'm going to come back to you and get some of your thoughts on uh, comparison of the two and, and those kinds of things. So, uh, let's see. So, let's talk now about the Walt Disney World version. Over on the East Coast, back in Florida now, we've we've come back from California. So, the Magic Kingdom version was an opening day attraction also, but... Disney World opened on October 1st of 1971. The ride vehicles in Walt Disney World ver version were basically the same as they were in the Disneyland version. They still were those old uh, convertible jalopies and four seats. You could, you know, this back seat was slightly elevated. All of that stuff was pretty much the same as it was in the Disneyland version. The load unload area looked uh, it's very similar to what your typical Disney dark ride loading area looked like. So the the walls were painted in very detailed murals. They they were painted to look like you were outside an old English style building, brick and and you know all that kind of stuff. Lots of brickwork and then there were trees and bushes painted all around. It was really a nice uh very detailed mural. And uh, older style countryside could be seen in the background and, you know, rolling hills and all that kind of stuff. It really created a sense of depth. The mural was, and all, it, it seemed like you could see for miles and miles. It's a really nice looking mural. Uh, think 
sort of like the overall feel of what the load and unload area of Snow White Scary Adventures look like. Um, and I know that thing that's gone too, but um, you know, it, it just or had like the mural. Uh, yeah, Peter Pan too. It was similar to that. Has the um, you know, the load unload area was similar to that, but the mural was very much like that. The one in uh, Snow White Scary Adventures, very similar to that. So standing over one of the tunnels where your ride vehicle would eventually exit was also a collection of, of 2D characters from that you would see in the in the attraction. So, you know, Toad and Mole and all those guys, they were up. Uh, uh, there was probably, I don't know, probably 15 of them painted up above the, the exit tunnel. And uh, they're really detailed, really nice, too. Once you loaded your old-timey automobile ride vehicle, your car would make a hard left or a hard right because one of the differences here in the Disney World version is that there were two tracks. So you could load on either a left or a right side. So depending on which side you got in on, your vehicle, once you loaded in when you were, when you were going to enter the attraction, your vehicle would make a hard left turn or a hard right turn into Toad Hall. You know you're entering through Toad Hall or into Toad Hall because it was very prominently written at the top of the mural as you passed into the darkness of the first attraction scene. Sort of the way in our reality, in the real world, if you're passing under an overpass or something, and you know how they often have the sign up there that'll tell you that what the name of the cross street is, sort of something like that. The mural said Toad Hall, so you know where you were entering. So although the Magic Kingdom attraction is based upon the original Disneyland attraction, it did have some unique characteristics. I already talked about briefly about the attraction having the two ride uh, two ride tracks. So that is one way that it was different. Disneyland has just the single track. So this meant that depending on the side of the attraction you entered, you, you would have a completely different experience as the tracks traveled in their own distinct show scenes. So the left side and the right side, two completely different experiences. Like so an early I, version of the great movie, right? Oh, uh, why, why are you going to get me on misty eye, Tony? I can't read my script. Don't talk about the great movie ride. Making me sad. But yes, sort of like that, where you, in the great movie ride, you could, you know, you would pass through the gangster scene to get to the, the Western scene, or maybe you would be at the, the gangster scene. Kind of the same thing. But the left side and the right side traveled along their own separate tracks and had two different experiences. So track number one, uh, as you entered through you through Toad Hall, you would pass through a rural English countryside, passing by barnyard animals, and then you would crash into a chicken coop where your presence startled a bunch of poor chickens, causing them to squawk and holler and, you know, lo just lots of chicken noises. Then it's on through a tunnel with plenty of warning signs out the tunnel where you would pass a policeman giving directions by blowing on a whistle. And uh, the, you know, the, and it, it's, it, it kind of makes me, I, and I don't remember the, the movie. I've seen it when I was a kid. I used to love Ichabod Mr. Toad. So yeah. I would fast forward through, I'm not, I would, I loved the Sleepy Hollow Ichabod, part. Yeah. So yeah. I would fast forward on my, you know, my VHS. I would fast forward through the Mr. Toad stuff. 
so I could watch uh, Ichabod and the Sleepy Hollow and the Headless Horseman and all that stuff. I'm probably guilty of the same. So uh, I was, as I was going back and watching the video, I was surprised to see all the humans. So like the policeman in this scene that I'm talking about is a human. And, and I'll, I'll point out a couple other parts later on in the, in the. You mean an animated human? Yeah, yes, yes. It was it was still a 2D painted character, yeah. but it was a human character. It, you know, all the main characters, Mr. Toad and, you know, guess what? He's a frog or he, he's a toad, you know, <laughs> so they're all animals. Right. So I, I was I guess, I guess it just been so long since I've seen it. I was surprised or uh, I don't know, surprised or it just surprised me that there were human characters in uh in the sh in the show so i don't remember human characters in the adventures of ichabod and mr toad i don't remember any humans in the mr toad portion so it surprised me when the policeman here blowing on his whistle was a human anyway sorry i, I kind of got off track there but it surprised me so next were, your car. I'm sorry to interrupt you. They were probably trying to make it realistic to make it seem like, as if it were London. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, you know, and, and that's a good point. The the policeman does yeah. have, you know, the the little derby thing. The way uh English policemen they have mm -hmm. those funny hats, you know. Um it so it was one of those guys. So yeah, maybe they were. Maybe they were just since we're human, most of us, they were trying to, you know, bring it to so we could identify with it or something. I don't know. But uh, it, it just surprised me. So after you pass by the policeman whistling at you, uh, your car would take a right hand turn into a jail where a judge declares you and your fellow riders are guilty and they send your car through several jail cells. After you pass through these jail cells, your cars enter into another dark scene where a shootout between cops and some of those villainous weasels is occurring. And the uh, the guns you know for the special effects had red lights at the end to so you'd hear the bang of the gun and then you know the red light would flash on the on the at the the muzzle of the of the guns to simulate that gunfire so just a, a cool little uh little special effect you know most of the attraction is flat you know painted uh, almost like um almost like a cell that they would paint for an animated movie you know that's what it looked like so when they did a little special effect with the gunfire at the end of the gun, it was pretty cool. So you pass through the gunfight between the cops and the weasels. And as your car continues past this scene, police barriers open up to reveal railroad tracks. And as you see, you'll see warning signs and the, the red or the black and white railroad crossing signs and the red flashing lights and stuff like that. You, uh, you, ominously here in the distance uh loud train bells ringing towards you your vehicle then makes another right hand turn placing you and your car right onto the railroad tracks when you see the headlight of an un oncoming train directly in front of you your car then collides with the locomotive which sends you and your ride vehicle into uh the hell scene and the hell scene was you know again same stuff painted scenes and all that but there's little little goofy looking red demons with horns and stuff and you know crooked teeth and all that kind of stuff and lots of fire and brimstone you know a very cartoonish version of uh, uh of hell that we've been you know that you hear about in the bible and all that kind of stuff 
uh, and then boom, you crash through the doors and you're at the end. So you, you, you're back at the load unload station. So that's track one. So uh, some similarities in uh, the Disneyland version, you know, that you, you both end up uh, at the hell scene, but there was no, uh, no barnyard animals like you see in the Disneyland version. And uh, no, you know, some so things like that. There were different between the the Disneyland version and through the Disney World version on track one. So then let's pop over to track two and talk about that one real quick. So the track second track was similar to track one, but it also had several scenes that you didn't see on either track one of the Disney World version. Or it uh, also didn't uh, didn't exist in the Disneyland version. So unique to all the other versions. So after you passed in passed into Toad Hall, just like you did in both Disneyland and Track One of Disney World version, you would then pass through uh, Toad's Trophy Room, which is a, a just a room full of trophies there in Toad Hall. There was uh, lions' heads and crossed spears and tribal shields on the walls and there was also a statue that looks very similar to uh, another statue that uh, we'll talk about at the end of this segment not going to get into it just yet but uh, just keep that in your mind remember that statue that i'm talking about that is in uh in toad's trophy room after you leave the trophy room, you enter into Toad Hall's kitchen. And here, uh, a couple more of those human characters uh, make their make their way into the attraction. So you first startle a man, who a human guy, a human man, carrying what looks like a great big 50-pound bag of flour or sugar or something up on his shoulder. Uh, and you're... You're slamming through the doors into the kitchen has definitely startled him, but he because he has this look of fear or terror or fright or something on his face. He's just very surprised to see you, <laughs> I guess, especially since you're driving your jalopy through his kitchen. But uh, so he's got this really big surprise look on his face and you you scared him. Then you pass by him and you see a woman who is precariously balancing a stack. It looks like probably a hundred plates uh, on in her two hands. And you've, you've startled her as well. She's got a, a surprised or scared look on her face. And it looks like you're about to make her lose control of that stack of a hundred plates that she's balancing in her hands. Uh, both of these two humans uh, appear to be servants or a butler and a maid or something like that, based upon uh, the way they're they're dressed. They just look, you know, how a maid has the white apron and all that stuff. And and the man looks, he, maybe he's a maybe he's a chef or something. But it just uh, it struck me as funny that in, in in this world, in this you know, wind in the willows world or whatever, that the humans are here in the kitchen working for. Uh, the animals. So Mr. Toad and, you know, all that, all the characters in Toad Hall uh, have hired humans to be their, their butlers and their maids and everything. And uh, that struck me as funny. So next out of the, out of the Toad Hall kitchen, 
you pass through uh, out of the doors and you go into, or I guess you go outside into the, the, the outside of Toad Hall where you pass through a gypsy camp. Uh, so in the gypsy camp, it's full of, you know, the, the, the kind of stereotypical stuff you associate with gypsies, you know, palm reading and tarot cards, lots of dancing and stuff. And, you know, the, anytime you see gypsies, they've got the, the, the big wagons that are being pulled by horses and, you know, the wooden paneled wagons and all their pots and pans dangling from the wagon and all that stuff, you know, cause they're, they're gypsies. They, they, can I, can I just interject real, real yeah, quickly? Please. I, uh, we have to put that in context and just remind folks who might get offended by that term or by the depiction of this. This was the way it was depicted in the movie and, or in movies of that time. And that was the language that was used at that time. So please don't be offended. We're talking about something that, um, this is the way the world saw it at that time. Remember the, the, the movie came out in 1949. 1949. That's correct. The attractions were built in, or the attractions opened in 1955 and in 1971. So it's just know. that in 2020 and 21, unfortunately, those terms are, are sometimes seen as derogatory. So we have to just be mindful of that uh, to our audience. But we're talking about it in terms of the way it was depicted in 1949. Absolutely. And uh, and I'm not making up, you know, the calling it uh, and I'm putting in quotes here, the gypsy camp yes. There's literally that's what literally a sign as you leave the Toad Hall kitchen and you 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 enter the outdoors, I guess, is what you would call it. There's a, actually a, it's a street sign, you know, like a looks like a hand painted wooden street sign or something that is put an arrow pointing and it says gypsy camp. So it's pointing you in that direction. So, uh, again, Tony, good point bringing that up. That's not my, my term. It's not the show's term. It's uh, it's literally what it what says it was, in yeah. the attraction. It says Gypsy Camp. So, and that's kind of why I I added the the stereotypical. You yes. know, when I said that, because you know, uh, for better or worse, it's just this. The movie came out in '49, and the attractions were. 55 and 71 that's how that's, that's what how it, was, called. it was depicted yeah. absolutely so but uh on a positive note the characters are and these are human characters also uh they're all happy and smiling and dancing and having a good time and look you you it's it's a happy place to be you 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 look you want you kind of want to stay there you know because it's lots of music lots of dancing and stuff it looks like a fun place but uh yes tony thanks for pointing that out that is definitely not our um not our words we're just uh we're just going by what the what the sign said in the attraction all right so uh after you pass through all the all the the celebrations there in the gypsy camp uh you your ride enters uh into winky's tavern so you've left toad hall gone outdoors into the gypsy camp and then back indoors into Winky's Tavern, passing by its patrons, and there's lots of old uh, whiskey barrels or ale or whatever they're aging in those barrels. You know, lot those typical, you know, barrels that you would see in a in a tavern. Uh, lots of them holding up their their mugs and you know having a grand old time inside the tavern. And again, 
which should come to no surprise to you when you, the guest, or you, the rider, slam through the doors of the tavern in your jalopy. You startle the bartender, who <laughs> Winky is the bartender. So he's uh, he's standing behind the bar, and he's got a couple of he's holding some some uh, mugs of ale, and you scare him so he drops, and which leaves the the ale mugs. Uh, kind of floating precariously in the in the air before they the, the, before they were to fall to the ground. Also, you know, uh, gravity acts differently in uh, in a cartoon. So uh, that that's that's kind of funny. That was kind of you know made me smile. So you pass by the patrons all holding their mugs and your whiskey barrels, and then you see a few of those devious weasels. They're back again. And they're hiding behind some ale barrels or whiskey barrels, holding big lumpy bats. And it looks like they're they're I don't know if they're trying to attack us in the vehicle or if they're trying to sneak up on Winky. I don't know, but they look they look scary and they look, you know, they've got their angry eyes and everything. Those bad weasels, you know how weasels are. <laughs> So, uh, you know, they're hiding there looking, they're ready to pounce on somebody. So then as you exit the tavern, guests uh, pass by Ratty's house, uh, which is in the old English countryside. And that is similar to the Disneyland version. The Disneyland version, you pass by Ratty's house in the countryside. Here you see Ratty, the, the door to his house opens and he's there like welcoming you, waving you and stuff. And you also see... Uh, I think it was Mole that you see uh, at the docks, which is, I guess, close to, or not at the docks, but he's in a boat. He's sit, standing in a boat uh, close to Ratty's house. And it's from there that your your car uh, enters onto the railroad tracks. And you know what happens there, right, guys? So it's just like from here on, track two mirrors track one. You, your car gets on the railroad tracks. You uh, pass the... Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting out of order. After Ratty's house, you pass the courtyard with the fountain. Uh, and then you hit the railroad tracks. And you come head to head with that... With that uh, that train coming towards you. That, that train light coming right there at you and you're getting closer and closer and then boom you have the collision with the train and then the lighthearted trip through hell which is basically a mirror image of the the one on track number one and uh and then through the doors and into the load and unload station yeah, so I can ask you quickly when they say a mirror image do they mean just the opposite side of it is it just is it yes, just the, yeah. that's exactly right. Because yeah. remember, you enter through the left on one track one and you enter through the right on track two. So everything's just the opposite. So you know you, it's flipped because you're on the opposite side of the building. So it's literally a mirror image. Same exact scene, but uh, it's it's the mirror image. It's on the, the, the complete flip side. So, yes, it, it literally is when it when it says mirror image, it just looks like the the other side of the mirror. So everything's flipped. So, so that's it for the, for the ride. It was really, I mean, gosh, probably a three minute ride, maybe, you know, per, per track. They really were very quick. I mean, it's just like, we still have Peter Pan. Um, 
Peter Pan's flight at Magic Kingdom, and it's really, really fast. Those Fantasyland uh, dark rides are were just very basic, very flat characters, and um, really car- fast. Like carnival, like carnival, like yeah. carnival um, cardboard type thing. Very much, yes, very much, um, very simple. To your point, they were built. I mean, for their time, again, I, it's hard to say they were um, technically advanced, but back when they were built, they probably were technically advanced rides. Well, just the fact that they, you know, even in 55 and in 71, they were timed to music, which, to you know, in the 50s was a big deal. Right. And, you know, the, the vehicles were all automated. You you know, you weren't driving the car, you were on a track and everything. So certainly, um, and you know, in the fifties or in the seventies was probably pretty exciting. And the, the ride vehicles were, um, when they traveled through the scene, they did, it wasn't all one speed. Like when you're on, it's a small world, you're, you're on a boat and you travel at the speed of the water, right? Well, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride did have varying speeds depending on where you were in the attraction. So it would whip you. I think that would be even a challenge. I mean, not a challenge today because of computerization, but 20 years ago, I think that would have been an effort to make that happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you would, uh, it would speed up just a bit when it would take you on one of those quick turns. So you would kind of, you know, shift in your seat, you know, a little exciting for, you know, cause remember this is um, a fantasy land dark ride. So it, you know, it was all ages. So you, you know, little kids would be on this, but it would speed up to get you around those curves and it would speed you up right before you uh, would crash through the doors into the next scene or something. And when I say speed up, I mean, we're not talking roller coaster. We're talking from two miles per hour to four. You know what I mean? It, it was just. Although it would feel like that because of the lighting and the, uh, the effects going on around you. Absolutely. You, it was certainly a a sensory perception. You know, it felt like you were going faster. But it was, you know, very basic as far as what the show scenes look like. You know, like I said, 2D paintings on plywood or whatever the they painted them on. But you know, very fast. And and I as I was watching the uh the some of the videos on YouTube to you know refresh my memory, the one of the videos showed both tracks and and it also showed a little bit of recording of some of the uh the mural and stuff like that. And the entire video was six and a half minutes long. So <laughs> it, it wow. recorded some of the uh, some of the mural. It showed a couple of people loading and unloading. And then it went through track one, went through track two, and the video's over. And it was six and a half minutes. So you got the entire experience, both sides, in six and a half minutes. So really, really short. But uh, I I remember as a kid... I enjoyed it because, you know, my first time when I went, I was 11 uh, and I was uh, a little bit chicken. I didn't ride Space Mountain my first time there. It was a little because, you know, it was, it's dark in there and it's fast or whatever. Uh, and I was too chicken to ride it my first time. But uh, so I, I did ride stuff like this, Mr. Toad and everything. And I remember I enjoyed it. And I don't know that I went on it 
for many years after that because you know fantasy lands for kids you know so uh my brother and i we were more interested you know as we got into you know our teenage years and stuff we were more interested in some of the more exciting stuff like uh big thunder mountain railroad and space mountain once i finally you know quit being a chicken for that you know, so we were more interested in that. And the, of course, you know, Tomorrowland Speedway, you could drive a car, you know, so we were more interested in that kind of stuff. So I don't think I did Mr. Toad for years and years. And uh, I think I did it one more time before it was gone. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But so, uh, Tony, You've been on, I know you've been on the, the Disneyland version, mm -hmm. and I'd like to get your, your input on that and see maybe if you remember some of that. Um, but uh, do you remember going on the Disney World version? I know that um, you there was a, a long period of time that you didn't go to the parks. So they didn't go to uh, they didn't go to Magic Kingdom that often uh, because Hollywood Studios was my was my place. But I did remember going to it was one of the first rides. My nephew had been to Disney World many times. And so he insisted. I think it was one of the first things I did in Magic Kingdom because it, it at that point it was when you walk through Main Street, it was right at Fantasyland, uh, one of the first things that you encounter. And so he was like, oh, you have to do this one. And I found it to be very um fast and and jarring and and uh bumpy and and crazy i thought especially that that end scene i was like what is this doing here in, in Disney World? what does this even mean and one has to wonder what were they even thinking by by doing that in that particular uh, is there some kind of other meaning going on there but um in disneyland the thing that i was most impressed with uh, aside from being one of the opening day attractions there is that um they went by the time i got to go there in 2000 it was um it was refurbished and the cardboard uh or i i say cardboard the plywood or something else but whatever <laughs> these these animated uh characters were all given a fluorescent type paint job so they kind of stood out a little bit more in the darkness and the setting itself was grander i mean they i, I remember drive with a little car takes you into the the library it's a really impressive looking um area that you go through and very realistic looking uh so area that you go through you mean like a like a black light or something it's like black light so yeah like a black light dark? thing okay. where, where it's a little bit more fluorescent or stand okay. the, the colors uh -huh. on the on the characters stand out a little bit more in the in the lighting but the yeah but the the setting especially the the entrance in there the last time i was there was 2007 and i still kind of remember that it was um it was it, it was a fast moving ride um, as far as that train thing, though, I did encounter something like that. I think it, that became, I don't know what came first, the one in Disney or something in a, in a regular amusement park, because I've been to, there was a, a park in Pennsylvania called Knobles, I believe it was called. And there was a scene just like that, where you're driving through different scenes and then you wind up with a truck coming right at you with the lights. And it was very similar to the train scene there where, where it's so jarring that you're actually so startled i remember yeah I, I think i even screamed at that it was it was pretty scary because those <laughs> lights come out at you out of nowhere so yeah mr toads is a, it, it was a very fast moving or perceived to be very fast moving colorful ride well because yeah, you're i mean it's dark and it's you're dark you know and it does kind of whip you around the corners and stuff and like i said it's only three minutes long so you're when you bust through the doors and hey there's a trophy boom you're in the next scene and boom i mean it's it's three minutes and you're done 
it really is uh it ever it's just a blur it's it's going by you very very quickly it's kind of weird that it lasted all that time because i know uh, just like you mentioned before we all we all remembered the adventures of ichabod and mr toad but even ron i don't know if you remember when they used to show this on the wonderful world of disney I would just wait for the Mr. for the Ichabod and uh, Ichabod part. I, I kind of yeah. Like, I didn't honestly. Th- this is going to tell on me a little bit. I did not realize that that was part of that. Yeah. Whole. Until we started talking today, you so want to see the Sleepy Hollow bit? That's the exciting yeah. That's part. who wants to see a toad? I want to see the headless horse. Seriously, it's like oh, great. Hey, look, there's a mole in an old-timey suit. Where's Ichabod? You know, yeah. I mean, like, you just, you just want to get through that, you know? Uh, I, I don't know that I've ever, I probably watched it once, you know, and then I was like, okay, done with that. Where's the, where's the Headless Horseman? Uh, if anybody's curious, I, you I'm can sure go I'm sure that I've, I, because I knew the character when you, when you introduced the, the topic this week, and, and I just didn't have time to go out and really do a lot of research. Uh, unfortunately, but I definitely remember the character. Definitely have, have had interaction. I just don't remember exactly where and when. I did not. I looked up when the ride was there. Unfortunately, now, do you know Dewey? And you may not. Um, if this was a, um, what level of attraction was this? Was this when when opening day? Was it a ticketed item or was it a free? That's a really good question. I don't know that. So I tell you what. So, Ron, I want to ask you if you remember going on this attraction. Because so your first trip was in 76. Yep. So it would have been there. And then you didn't go back until like 2000 or something. Okay. Yeah. So it was gone by then. But yep. uh, I'm going to ask you if you remember going on it on your trip in 76. And when uh, I'm going to look up the what ticket you needed for that attraction while you reminisce real quick yeah no um that's what i was trying to remember if if i remembered this ride and that's why i'm familiar with the characters if i just saw the movie and in am familiar with the characters from that and honestly i don't remember specifically riding this ride because the rides that really took me that re- <laughs> it's so odd to say this. The rides that really in- inspired me and and kind of made me go wow were the free ones because they had the um, space or the time tunnels, and you f- that the car did not speed up at all, but the the video around you was going exceptionally faster. Like specifically, I remember skiing, and it felt like you were skiing and. And so those are the things that wowed me. And so I don't specifically remember going on this ride. That doesn't mean I didn't. If it was a freebie, we definitely wrote it. If it was a ticketed <laughs> item, then we may have chose not to ride that. Which I'm, I'm wondering how many people give did some, So some don't understand. If you didn't go to Disney in the early days, you had a book of tickets that you had to buy. And there was certain... Uh, there's different levels of tickets that you could buy. Um, but no matter what level of ticket you bought, you didn't get to ride every ride in the park. You had to pick and choose unless I guess you were a millionaire and you just bought enough tickets to ride everything. But it, for the common person, there was not a buy one, get all type of ticket. You had to 
pick and choose. You had E class rides, I believe, is the le- top level. And that yeah, would the be ticket. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. E ticket was your big rides. Yeah, that, you know your. So your- like we didn't. I didn't get to which I guess I didn't miss much talking about it here recently. But um, I got didn't get to ride the seven thousand. What's the leagues? Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. I didn't get to ride that because you had. You didn't miss anything. That well, that's what I'm hearing, and um, and so <laughs> um, so that's that's why I say we got to because there was rides, there were rides that were sponsored by um, different companies, and those were really at the end of the day they were big marketing um, tools for those companies, and but they were a lot of fun. Like I said, the free ones are what really inspired me which would not be super inspirational today because the technology is much more advanced but back then a a a movie in 360 was incredibly new and and very exciting so i don't remember doing all that to say i don't remember so you don't remember so i can tell you that uh like i said i i've definitely been on it um and i don't think i wrote it for you know years and years and you know i mean it it was fun but when i was in my teenage years it was more important to go get on the you know the 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 faster stuff and all those things so and fantasy you know, land, like you said, when we are when we're a certain age, fantasy land is thought of as being for the children's section of the park. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, my first time I was eleven, and I probably was probably, I guess they what do they call that the the tween years? You know, your yeah. preteen or whatever. So rehearsed by your parents. Yeah, probably. And it was my first time there. Is all of our first time there, so we oh, were so, all yeah. overwhelmed, you know, and so. I remember that, you know, like I hated it's a small world, even at 11. <laughs> um, and uh, he has you know, a history with that. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't changed. So He's scared, <laughs> dude, those those dolls are. Yeah, they're they disturbing. Come to life. Did you hear about those people who got stuck in there for a couple of hours? Oh my no, god! I, I would not imagine. <laughs> I would dunk my head in the pool water <laughs> and end it. I I would put myself out of my misery. I would not sit in that thing for hours. Oh my gosh, the the thirty seven minutes that the attraction actually lasts is bad <laughs> enough. So, but so I, I wasn't a giant Fantasyland fan, you know, when I was a kid. And well, that's where most of the lines were, anyway. Yes, absolutely. And probably still are. I don't know, but I'm like, I'm guessing that that's where the majority of the lines. What do you remember? It was towed a a very popular ride. I think I remember walking on even at Disneyland. I remember just being able to just get on whenever I wanted. Um, honestly, nothing in Fantasyland really had a line. Uh, you know, back then, back then, yes, yeah, you know, in the eighties. True. So, you know, was it popular? Was it not popular? I don't know. Um, I'm amazed that it's still popular enough to still exist. That's amazing. Well, especially considering, well, like the three of us who, I mean, I guess 
1949 it came out so that movie was old by yeah. the time we yep. were born you know Absolutely. i mean you figure you guys were born in the late 60s i was born in the early 70s yeah so that that film or animated film whatever was already 30 years old yeah by the I mean, time but that, we but were so is, so is so is so is some of the other rides there like snow white and peter pan and that's all that. true the only thing is the thing is this was a short so it wasn't something that was commonly seen by us and, and i i, I, I think i remember didn't they show like at least every halloween they halloween. would show ichabod, ichabod in Mr. Crane. sleepy hollow yeah yeah um so you ne you didn't have to sit through that uh all those you know english moles and stuff <laughs> you could just watch it at halloween but so i mean it was already 30 years old or whatever so it is kind of now in 55 when disneyland opened it was only six years old, so I guess it made sense to put it in Disneyland. But if probably you figure... maybe the, uh, the the shorts were more prominent then, as well as um, people's interest in visiting someplace like England was probably much more prominent then. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, in the fifties, air travel was still, uh, you know, yeah, and you got to go for the for the, the rich, you know, park and see it. Yeah, yeah. You didn't uh, you didn't really travel to Europe and stuff unless you were rich because it was very expensive and kind of exclusive to to the rich people. And they likely didn't travel here to go to the theme park yet either. Well, and I mean, now we're kind of we're really going down a rabbit hole, but that's why that's a different uh, ride. Walt wanted to open an East Coast uh, Disneyland. Basically, mm -hmm. is because. People you didn't know, travel like that. Right. People didn't travel from, you know, it was relatively rare to travel from if you lived on the East Coast somewhere, you're not going to California to go right, to Disneyland. Right, I know. It's kind of odd, yeah. So Even 20, if, I mean, not we're kind of down a rabbit hole, but since we're here. Different ride. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, um, if you think 20 years ago, people didn't travel as much even like that yeah. i mean it's just mm -mm. become recent that people are more i mean all you've always had the exclusive more wealthy people that have done whatever they wanted but i mean the common person it's just become recent that that the travel across the 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 world has become even more grand yes absolutely so all right so ron i found an answer to your question oh cool you asked about the the ticket what level ticket a b c d or e was mr toad so uh let's see so it was a c ticket attraction so with a c ticket you could do the grand prix raceway which is now the tomorrowland speedway uh dumbo the flying elephant peter pan's flight at this time snow white's adventures it wasn't scary adventures uh, Mr. Toad Wild Ride, the Mad Tea Party, and Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes. Those were all C ticket attractions. So with the mean uh, instructor. <laughs> so I don't know if uh, if your family would have spent a C ticket attraction on which probably one you not. Chosen? Out of everything that you said, we definitely did the the we were as kids. We were definitely more about spinning rides than then and it would this have been classified if you didn't know what it was would you think it was a scary ride um i don't There's know for little children it's i think it's pretty scary because we talk we've tended to not be about doing the scary stuff but we definitely did so i know here's what i know we did that 
from those lists. We definitely did the Grand Prix. We definitely did the teacups. There was one more. Can you read those again? Yes. Dumbo, Peter Pan, Snow White, Mr. Toad, Matt. And we definitely Barney. did Dumbo. Okay. So and I mean so I, I don't that's... know how many C tickets you got in the book that we so the I likelihood guess it that we wrote that is low. It probably just depended on how big a book you bought. You could you right. could buy you know a ticket book and you could buy more of of yeah of, you could buy more. Well. Here's what I knew also is that we bought one book for everybody that and we probably knowing my parents we probably went to the highest level of book that you could get that if it would whatever was reasonable to them is where they went like any family but. So I think that we had enough tickets to keep the day busy. Uh, we probably didn't go what would anything that would have been considered wealthy, we would not have done. I don't know how to explain it better. Than that. <laughs> so it was a sea ticket attraction, which, I mean, really, if you think about it, I mean, that's, I don't know, that, that seems kind of high for me. But yeah, so the E's were definitely. The the harder choices, the harder choices were definitely with the e tickets. So this would have been, gosh, and the the ticket books that I'm looking at right now, even on the e ticket, this must be pretty early because it doesn't have Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and it also doesn't have twenty um, Space Mountain. So these are pretty early tickets. Yeah, books. that would have been seventy six. Yes. Ish. So pretty early ticket book. So uh, I never went in the era of the ticket book. So I certainly didn't uh, didn't experience that. But a C ticket, uh, I don't know. Maybe, to me, that seems a little a little pricey. But we're talking the 70s. Maybe that maybe it wasn't. It was well, the, the it was real question is, is it on Genie Plus or whatever they use <laughs> out there? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, how much are you paying to ride Mr. Toad? Yeah, but Dewey, what what was interesting about those books is you didn't. I mean, you could buy extra C tickets for like if you wanted to ride the Toad ride, right? And you'd already spent all your C's. You could go buy individual C tickets, but that was much more pricey to buy individual tickets. What you normally do did was buy. I, they had a nice little like keys to the kingdom, or they had some, but it was a booklet that came with so many e tickets so many c tickets so many um tickets within that booklet so that you really didn't think i mean obviously they did a rating of the of the tickets but at least me as a kid back then i was only 10 or 11 maybe i but i didn't put a value to i just knew what i got to choose and what i didn't get to choose um <laughs> but um to your point yeah it still seems Anyway, I didn't know if so, you knew that they came in a booklet like that or not. Yeah, and and I'm sure we could probably find that information. I just don't have it readily available at, at my, you know, where I'm at right now. So as we know, the uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, while it's still at Disneyland, no longer exists in Walt Disney World. So uh, in 1997, rumors began to spread that the attraction might close to make way for another attraction. And on August 27th of 1998, Disney finally announced that Mr. Toad's Wild Ride would close on September 7th, 1998. So think about that. That's what is that? 
that's not even two weeks or that's right at two weeks. So it's, you know, I mean, if you love Mr. Toad and you want to see it before it's gone, they didn't give you very much, uh, very much a planning time, you know, on August 27th, they said it's closing September 7th. Boom. Done. Gone. See wow. you later, Mr. Toad. Yeah. Really quick. So, you know, late 90s, this is really the early days of the Internet. So uh, and I don't know if you guys know this about the Internet, but uh, oftentimes people get mad and 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 <laughs> no, really, and, and raise Cain on the Internet. Right. So this is really one of the first uh, one of the first, I guess you could say, online petitions that uh, that the Internet experienced. So. The uh, fans of the attraction started an online petition to try and save it, and some fans went as far as to stage small protests in front of the attraction, uh, wearing T-shirts that said, they were bright green shirts, and the T-shirt said, ask me why Mickey is killing Mr. Toad. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> so, uh, they were a little unhappy. Uh, some fans were a little unhappy that Mr. Toad was going to be uh, going to be leaving Walt Disney World. But uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Disney didn't listen to what the fans wanted. Uh, and the attraction in Walt Disney World officially bid farewell permanently on that September 7th, 1998. To make way for its replacement attraction, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So I don't I know if you guys remember took the place of it. Yes. I don't know if you guys remember the juggernaut that Pooh, Winnie the Pooh was in the 90s and late 90s, early 2000s. Um, I remember specifically because uh, my kids, my son was born in 2003. So um, I can remember that Pooh was on everything. You, I mean, you couldn't. You couldn't walk into a Walmart or a Disney store or a Kmart or a Target without being overrun with poo merchandise. I mean, it That's was true. I remember really, that. really popular. Our our kids are very similar in age, and mm -hmm. I mean, everything for that child. You could get baby poo, mid age poo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, teenage poo. Yeah. yeah, you can get that without going to Disney, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, they wanted to, they needed a Winnie the Pooh attraction. You know, again, I'm my favorite hashtag refurbish, not replace. I would have loved to have seen them just add an attraction, but that's not the way they roll. They didn't so have they, enough room back there. What are you kidding? Oh, come on. <laughs> All they had to do is fill in that stupid 20,000 leagues under the sea. But uh, so, so they did, they closed Mr. Toad. So, yeah. so just to be clear, so you're fine with the replacement of twenty thousand leagues? Now, I'm just we don't get, need to go down that path. I yeah, yeah. I, look, it, really, really quick question regarding that though. What, what's in there now? That's what's nowhere? in twenty thousand leagues? Yeah. Well, that's what? where uh, New Fantasyland is. So that's mm. oh, where okay. the the Ariel ride. I ain't been there since. Oh, okay, I, I was there um, for Ariel. Okay. Be our guest and. Um, the you know all of that stuff is over there is literally they filled in twenty thousand leagues under okay. the sea and that's where they I built all it that now. Yeah. yeah okay right across the I guess right across the street but on the other side across the way from uh, what is now Pooh and uh, uh, the teacups right that's uh, that's where twenty thousand leagues under the sea was right so 
it did close. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride did close on September 7th. And the the protests were went unheard. And the replacement attraction, the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, opened on June 4th, 1999. So just barely a year for uh, its replacement to, to open. Wow. So it was a, a very quick closure it was you know only two weeks from the announcement to the date it closed and so a very quick very fast uh, online petition and and then those mickey's killing mr toad t-shirts and then boom it's gone so and the winnie the pooh attraction is still there so it opened on june 4th 1999 here we are what is this 2022 so it's 20 years old already which is kind of crazy I, in 2019, it would have been 20 years. So, been there a long time, longer than Mr. Toad was. You know, well, well let's see. Let's do the math. 71 to 98. I guess that's that's a while too. So, now Mr. Toad is not gone completely. He was for a while, but then, uh, you know, Disney does every once in a while try to uh, try to appease guests or appease their fans. So. When the when many adventures of Winnie the Pooh opened, Imagineers did place a couple of tributes to Mr. Toad in the attraction, sort of an Easter egg. So when the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh opened, eagle-eyed guests could spot a couple of paintings of Mr. Toad characters within the attraction. Uh, the biggest one that really is kind of a kind of a passing of the torch, if you will is a painting that depicts Mr. Toad handing over a deed uh, of ownership to Owl, symbolically <laughs> giving his permission to remove his attraction and putting the Pooh, the Winnie the Pooh attraction in its place. And then a few years later, a statue of Mr. Toad uh, was placed in the pet cemetery among the pet statues outside the Haunted Mansion attraction. And... <clears throat> If you go back and watch the video of the old, you know, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride attraction, the statue that I referred to as you enter Toad Hall looks very similar to the statue that is now outside the uh, Haunted Mansion in the Pet Cemetery. It looks like it's probably the same. Uh, I don't know if it's the same statue, but it's it it's modeled after the same statue. It looks just like the the uh, the uh, the statue of Toad in Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's very similar. So there's still a couple of of ways you could see Mr. Toad in the parks. And then this is kind of new. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, Disney announced that on November 1st, they were going to release a brand new popcorn bucket and this is kind of the trend in uh in in the parks right now they're they're releasing all kinds of well-themed popcorn buckets and on november 1st a mr toad popcorn bucket was released so that's just a couple of weeks ago so that was pretty cool so mr toad at least in disney world you know in disneyland the attraction's still there but at least in walt disney world Mr. Toad's attraction may be gone, but he's still around here and there if you if you know where to look. And then that uh, 
that popcorn bucket was still kind of kind of a cool tribute to him. It's kind of cute but, too. Have you seen it? I did. I saw it, and you know, it's him in his little fancy English suit and everything. You know, it's it's pretty cool looking. Not not a. I'm not a collector of the popcorn buckets or anything, but uh, doesn't even look like. Where, where would you put popcorn in that? What is the, the I, trunk open up or something? That it's. Really I, I don't know. Yeah, is isn't it? It's like the car, right? It's the car. Him riding the car. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I mean, it actually looks like, uh, you know, the car from the attraction and, you know, a little Mr. Toad's sitting in the in the attraction vehicle or whatever. Which would completely uh, confuse the kids walking around, I think, today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Today's kids are like, who's this stupid who's frog? This? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't know. Well, they can they can go watch the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Crane over on Disney Plus if that's the case. Oh, okay. I'm sure they're all over that. I'm sure they're all over that. That's <laughs> high on their to watch list. So. If you still miss Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, you can still find recordings of the attraction on YouTube, just like I did. I went and watched uh, a couple of them before uh, before we came to record today. And there's another pretty cool thing that you might want to check out. Uh, a There's a virtual, a 3D virtual recreation of the attraction that you can find at virtualtoad.com. <laughs> so if... Uh, and now remember the the videos on YouTube. If this thing this thing closed in 1998, I don't know if you remember video quality of uh, handheld cameras from the late 90s. Of course, I they're do. not great. So even the videos that you can find on YouTube are you know bumpy and pixely and all that stuff. So uh, go check out virtualtoad.com. It's actually kind of cool. You can you know look at it as uh, as detailed as you want to. It's pretty cool. So. That's it for Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That was a pretty fun discussion. Uh, I, 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 for me, you know, I, I, I just hate to see stuff replaced. I, I just wish they would keep things. I don't mind them refurbishing it. I don't mind them doing that kind of stuff. But I hate to see things. All right, guys, great discussion on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That's uh, gone for a long time now, so it's nice to reminisce and reflect on some of the things that uh, we no longer get to get to go see and experience at the Walt Disney World Resort. Let's go ahead and move on over to the second segment of our show. This is a little something we call What's Happening Around Walt Disney World. So this week, there's actually a couple of things I wanted to just chit-chat about real quick. A couple of new additions coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. First, uh, it actually unveiled just a couple of days ago, in November 11th, two brand new dolls uh, were seen at the Disneyland Resort at It's a Small World. And these two new dolls are actually of uh, the kids uh, in wheelchairs. So that's actually pretty cool. Uh, it gives the opportunity for, you know, for, for kids that are actually in wheelchairs in real life. They get to see kids that uh, are experiencing the same kind of things that they do. And it's a small world. So, you know, in the in efforts to be more inclusive and and allow kids to see themselves in the characters that they experience at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland, uh, they've included a couple of kids or it's a small world dolls in wheelchairs and that happened just a couple of days ago on November 11th and the reports say that those uh, those new dolls in wheelchairs are going to show up in Walt Disney World 
2023, sometime in 2023. And also at Disneyland Paris is going to come in 2023 also. So I thought that was a really cool addition. Do you know if they are interspersed throughout the different lands or just in a in a particular country? Oh yes, they're in a and I'm just looking at a couple of the pictures. Uh I can't really tell. It looks like one of them is in um maybe I don't know, maybe it's in Mexico. It looks like uh just based on the clothes that they're wearing, maybe it looks like it might be Mexico. Uh and the other one looks like uh it's it looks like it's in it's not in a particular country. It looks like it's in the grand, you know, the finale when all the, the kids from all around yeah, in, the, the, yes, in the in the white outfits. That's where the second one is in the the pictures from uh from the Disneyland Resort. So like I said, it, it sort of looks like maybe Mexico, I think, just based upon um some of the decorations in the background. Uh for the first one and the second one is uh and it looks like it's the same kids same mm-hmm. uh same sculpt and everything like trio just, of kids uh-huh in the uh in the the last scene where they're all wearing white and it's the everybody from around the world so uh, you know i never pretty- realized those were supposed to be the same kids throughout the ride until just seeing these these two photos i see them now okay so you're good so you're looking at is it what yeah. do you, does that look like mexico yeah. to you maybe it that's, does look like mexico yeah. that's what i was thinking too so it looks like it is definitely the same same three kids because uh they're they're wearing the same outfits but same they're hairstyles. now in uh it's white instead of the regular colors but it's the this definitely the same three kids so that's super cool it's uh, it's going to be nice for uh for kids in wheelchairs to be able to go on to it's a small world and and see see some kids that look like them uh depicted in the attraction so that's that's pretty neat the second thing I wanted to talk about today is another new thing coming to Walt Disney World. And this is the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Holiday Mix. So uh, apparently they are going to be doing a holiday overlay that uh, is going to be on the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. So it says the Gal- the Guardians are trading in their classic hits playlist for a mashup of seasonal jams <laughs> at the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Blast off to the tune of an awesome holiday single bringing joy to Xandar and Terra too. So uh, I-, I guess they're going to be playing some Christmas songs to the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And by that, Rewind. I guess they do. They mean the uh, I guess they mean the popified. Uh, stuff like maybe Mariah Carey or whatever was from the eighties. That was, uh, that was, big. yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, so the, the music in guardians of the galaxy and, and the, in the cosmic oh, wait, 70s. Is like seventies and eighties, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. So I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. This is supposed to start when the, uh, the festival of the holidays starts at, um, at Epcot. So we haven't seen it yet. It starts on the 25th, I think, is what the what it says. So we don't know what the songs will be or anything yet. But my guess is it's going to be some sort of 70s and 80s, you know, rock or something yeah. like that uh, version of Christmas songs. So that'll be interesting. That's too. kind of fun. And then hopefully they'll probably all light it up Christmassy looking. I think that's a fun thing to do, especially a ride like this where they have free reign kind of to do whatever they want. It's and I'm looking at a I guess the advertisement or the the artwork for it and it says the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind that that looks the same 
And then on the cassette tape that's in it, in the photo, it says holiday remix on it. Like, uh, you know, how uh, Star-Lord writes mm -hmm. whatever the mix is on his cassette tapes. And then surrounding the uh, the round uh, surrounding that logo is a big red bow, like Christmas ribbon with uh, a couple of Christmas ornaments and stuff like that. So uh, interesting. They don't normally do this at Walt Disney World. Right. I know that they do overlays in Disneyland. But especially for uh, the coaster. Yes, yeah. so they do. Um, the uh, Haunted Mansion gets the. Oh, yeah. Gets yes. The, the, what the Halloween the, and the uh, the Halloween treatment. Yes. And the and the, it's a small world, the Christmas uh, holiday. Yes, they do. So, you know, because the clientele at Disneyland is, you know, split, I guess, half and half between travelers and, uh, you know, the people that live there that have season passes and everything. And plus they do the hyperspace thing at Space Mountain. Yes, lot. they do. But they don't do this a lot at Disney yeah. World because, you know, Disney World is more of a destination, you know, mm -hmm. where people save up for years and years. So interesting uh, i'm I'm kind of on the fence with this one because you know at, at, at this point i still have not seen guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind so if i was planning a trip uh, in december or something that new I, yeah right i it, i mean it's brand new this thing just opened in may of 2022 yeah. so uh it's kind of surprising i don't know if i'd be happy or sad to see the holiday version as, as opposed to the original version if it were my first time i maybe don't know they'd run both maybe like if i don't know how the track runs or anything but i wonder if there's a way for them to do both at once you know um and i know that, that we don't usually talk about uh universal the, the parks that you were at universal on this show but i know on that uh at that park they have what is it, the rip ride rocket or whatever the the music themed roller coaster over there and you actually get to choose the song that you that plays while you ride that ride. Ah, okay. So I wonder. I don't know if um, that's interesting. I maybe Guardians of the Galaxy with the Cosmic Rewind. Maybe you can choose what you hear. Do you hear the regular stuff or do you hear the Christmas songs? I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's a mechanism for that in the in the ride. I don't know. I haven't been. And on again, it, so. I, I'm wondering what would be on there because I don't remember a, a great deluge of. Uh, of Christmas songs until the late eighties after Mariah Carey, really. I'm trying to remember what it what seventies, it would be stuff like John Denver or Bing Crosby. I would think remix. I'm thinking like Huey Lewis in the news or something. I don't know. They you had know, a Christmas like that. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. Or I'm maybe they'll thinking... just put jingly jangly sounds to the original, to the, to the main songs. <laughs> hollow notes. I want to hear hollow notes sing <laughs> off the red nose reindeer or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm just thinking of eighties bands or whatever. Um, but it's interesting that, uh, first of all, that they're doing it with a brand new attraction, yeah. which is still has, you know, three or four hour waits, you know, for the retraction. They're going to change it up already for a Christmas holiday remix. That's uh, I was surprised when I heard about this. So uh, I can't wait till this happens and we can hear some people maybe give their reviews and 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 yeah we'll talk about see it this, again. please let us know we're not going to be able to make it for the holidays but if you do see this let us know somehow what what did you think and what do you think of this yeah i uh we're hopefully going to be going for just a couple of days uh at the end of march 2023 so i won't have uh the holiday mix in my 
in my uh, available options. So uh, if you guys out there in the next few days when this opens, if you guys have an opportunity to go on it, I would love to hear what you guys think. Happy or sad? Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think about the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind holiday mix? And it's probably tied in just to let everyone know who might not know. There's going to be a Disney Plus special, the Guardians of the Galaxy's holiday special coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Okay, now now I understand. Now it makes sense, Tony. You, you've uh, you, now it all makes sense. They're going to tie it in with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney Plus. You're a genius. There it is. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> I should have yeah. known. There's always there's always has to be a reason. And speaking of holiday yes. specials, I mentioned at the top of the show that I uh, have uh, I was drinking out of my mug for um, Life Day. For those of you who don't know, that was from the Star Wars holiday special, a, a disastrous show back in 1978. It was only seen once on TV, but became a cult classic on videotape and and uh, and on YouTube. Um, but Disney is ironically celebrating that. There's merchandise for a show that actually was despised back in the day nowadays people look at it with nostalgia and there's brand new merchandise uh available so you can celebrate this uh life day in disney world over at galaxy's edge i think there's even an event that's going to be going on so it's kind of weird merchandise yeah there right? you go merchandising from, merchandising from space balls yeah. right exactly. disney never misses an opportunity it's the schwartz <laughs> uh, it, please excuse Schwartz. our very bad impressions of, of space books yeah. <laughs> yes. all right guys that was good so let's move on over to our third and final segment of the show this is something we like to call what's your favorite each week one of our hosts brings with them a question to ask the other two guys those two hosts don't know the questions ahead of recording and they must answer the question on the spot. So this week, I'm going to take the question. I'm going to pose it to you guys. And this one's, I don't think this one's too tough. It wasn't It's not too tough for me. So uh, let's see what you guys think. So this week's question, what's your favorite? In keeping with the main topic of this week's episode, what's your favorite between Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or its replacement, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So let's see, is this a hard one? Or uh, maybe you don't care about either one of them. Let me know what you think. We'll start with you, Tony. All right. Uh, I would, you know, I had a lot of fun at Mr. Toad's. And uh, if I ever go do, go back to Disneyland again, I'll make sure to ride it again. But I, I enjoy Mr. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh's fun. My wife likes the bouncing um, uh, cars in that. She always calls it bouncy, bouncy. So it's 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 fun, and I I don't remember. I think it was the uh, the one in Disneyland uh, where you go through it, and it was in, at the end. It's Pooh's birthday, and at the end, everybody goes happy birthday. And the thing I remember most about that was I went on my, as I mentioned, my 40th birthday, and that was a lot of fun to go through that and have everybody pop up and go happy birthday. So that was a lot of fun. So I'm gonna say Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I know. Um, in the the current version or whatever, the one that's at Walt Disney World. Uh, you know, basically that attraction, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, you're it's uh, you're like following a storybook, and the last part is uh, is the birthday party. And I remember when my kids were little, you know, we wrote it every time when they were small. So the very end, when it's talking about the party, uh, it everybody says hooray at the end. So 
uh, the four of us, me and my wife and my, my two kids, you know, we we wrote it a whole bunch of times. So we knew that part. So we would always yell, hooray, uh, <laughs> all together with the ride. So I That's have a the... fond memory of that uh, as um, back when my kids were little and I liked them. I don't like them anymore. But, uh, <laughs> I liked them when they were small. So I, I, I remember that hooray with my family is really cool. So well, the thing about the, 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 the Winnie the Pooh characters also are probably more familiar to me and probably to all of us because those movies came out in the late 60s and early 70s. So those are the ones that I remember that much more fondly than I do the Mr. Toad stuff. Whereas the Mr. Toad, I just remember th really through the ride and through fast forward. The ride is about as, as much as I remember fast forwarding through that videotape. It's, it's just the same experience. <laughs> All right, so we've got one vote for the mini ventures of Winnie the Pooh. All right, Ron, what do you think? What's your favorite between Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh? Well, I've never rode Mr. Toad, so I'm going to have to go with Winnie the Pooh. I really enjoyed it when I we. It's not a, it, neither of these. I would I envision being must do's, um, but when we ride. Winnie the Pooh, I always enjoy it. I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to taking my granddaughter on all of the, um, all these rides. So, um, and if we ever make it back to California um, and get to go to Disneyland, we'll definitely put this on the to-do list. So. so, two votes for the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. All right, so... Um, I, I kind of like you said, Ron, I don't know that either one of these are a must do, uh, you know, at least when Toad was still open and now Winnie the Pooh, we went on Winnie the Pooh every single trip, usually multiple times when the kids were small, uh, you know, they Winnie the Pooh is recognizable to them. Um, and, and I do have fond memories of that. Uh, like, you know, I was made a joke, you know, about uh, back when I used to like my kids. Uh, but when they were little, you know, it was fun. They they enjoyed Pooh. And uh, my daughter really liked Winnie the Pooh and stuff. And my wife is was a really big uh, Piglet fan. She loved Piglet. So I guess she still does. But um, you, when we were younger, she used to even collect like Piglet figurines and stuff like that. Uh, as we've got older, we don't really, we don't, she doesn't collect a lot of stuff anymore. But uh, so Winnie the Pooh is always... Um, I guess kind of big for our families when, when the kids were small, because they never experienced Mr. Toad. I, I always enjoyed Mr. Toad, you know, when I was like, early teens and then it was gone by the time, let's see, I graduated high school in 92 and it, it closed in 98. So I probably only went on it a couple of times, uh, in the nineties, but I, I'm not really a, other than the connections that I have with my family, I'm not really a fan of Winnie the Pooh. I, I didn't like it as a kid. Uh, I don't know. It was, I don't know. Pooh kind of was uh, kind of whined all the time and Eeyore was grumpy. And so I don't know. <laughs> I was never really a big fan of uh, Winnie the Pooh. I didn't watch the cartoons when I was a kid. I didn't really care for it or anything. So um, I'm going to go with Mr. Toad just because of the nostalgia and uh, and all that stuff, you know, I, I enjoy the, the old school stuff. I enjoy the stuff from original magic kingdom and everything. So I'm going to go with Mr. Toad. I think Mr. Toad was a fun, especially now watching it again, watching the videos and remembering, uh, it was just so weird and odd and out of place, you know? I mean, you travel through the, the, 
the depths of hell, you know, in a in a Disney attract in a Disney World theme park. I mean, <laughs> why? You know, like I don't even know why that existed, uh, but it did. So uh, I'm just I'm going to go with Mr. Toad just to mix it up a little bit. And, and I just want to say that the, both of these rides are are based on uh, quintessential British uh, stories. They were both written by English writers, yet you don't really get that sense from Winnie the Pooh because uh, maybe because of the voice actors, you associate Winnie the Pooh with being much more American than um, than it really is. I mean, literally, it's it's a story that should be taking place in England, yet you don't think that when you watch the show. Whereas uh, Mr. Toad is literally uh, a trip through London. And it's really, really old too. I, I, I can't remember when yes, Winnie the Pooh Winnie was the Pooh. written, but it's actually out of copyright now. You can make your own Winnie the Pooh stories if you want to. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wind in the Willows. Uh, I when I was researching this, that book is from uh, 1908. So you uh, know, it's probably the there book too. is over a hundred years old. So it's yeah. really, really old stuff. You know, and like you said, both English and everything, but. Very so, different take on on England because I don't I don't even think are there any English characters in Pooh, maybe not even I can't just the it. just the little boy, the little it's, boy that's it Christopher Robin and I don't remember does, does he speak with an English accent <laughs> I he think hey Pooh yeah yeah he does yeah. okay yeah I guess he does yeah I, like I said I never really watched a whole lot of the uh, Winnie the Pooh cartoons how or did anything. you get away I mean back in the eighties if a spe I mean you only got three channels. Mm-hmm. And the the specials that came on around the holidays or anytime, we always made it. That was what was going to be playing. Winnie the Pooh and the blustery day. Yeah. We even used to have an eight millimeter camera and we used, I'm, I'm sorry, projector. And we used to have Winnie the Pooh. We'd watch that over and over again. Wow. Well, so that, that and Wizard of Oz, all those specials mm-hmm. that would always come yeah. on. So, and, you know, not poking fun or anything, but I'm, I'm, I don't know, eight or nine years younger than you guys. So yeah. maybe, uh, Ron, stop making that face. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I'm, I'm being serious. No, I, yeah. I, that the generations were a little bit different. Yeah. With the specials. So maybe. I don't remember, like Tony just said, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have zero recollection of that. So maybe you guys were watching that on TV and went early, to the movies to see it, not 70s even TV. or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I was born in 74. So uh, I don't remember Winnie the Pooh on TV. I don't remember. I certainly didn't really? go see a Winnie the Pooh in the theaters or anything. So maybe that was somewhere in the early to mid seventies when I was born. And so I don't remember. Maybe you guys were, eight or nine years old and have memories of that i don't so yeah. i don't have that connection to poo well i like tigger also <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> that's all right well how do we how, how do we top that like that's a good place to we'll just end it right <laughs> there that's <laughs> we how do we top that all yeah. right so that just about does it for this episode of the wdw reflections podcast Please find and follow us on all our social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. This podcast can currently be found and played on many podcast platforms, just about everyone that you can imagine. And we'd love if you would give our show a follow wherever you happen to listen. And if you do love the show, please leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Those positive feedbacks help the show reach a larger audience and helps us grow. 
and make sure you check out the all new i don't know is it still all new it's we, it's about two months old now so um it's we still new to us vi- yeah we've only had a few visitors so it's still new the uh, yeah still the new that's still uh, fresh absolutely please go check it out at wdwreflectionspodcast.com and don't forget you can always message us from any of those social media accounts or you can email us at wdwreflectionspodcast at gmail.com because we would love to hear from you please keep coming back and listening to the show because we truly appreciate you thank you for reflecting on walt disney world memories with us on the wdw reflections podcast See you real soon. <laughs>